on the Marquette University Golden Eagles Sports Network. From Learfield, live from Dave & Buster's, welcome to the Marquette Basketball Hour, brought to you by Office Depot, the official office product supplier for Marquette University, and by Marquette Athletics Champion Partners, Advocate Aurora Sports Help, Meyer, Pepsi, and Wintrust, Wisconsin's Bank, the official bank of Marquette University. Now, here is your host, Jen Lada. Welcome, everybody, into the Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays at Dave & Buster's. We are not, unfortunately, at Dave & Buster's this evening as the squall has hit southeastern Wisconsin. I just heard the traffic report on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee saying, stay home if you can, and that's why we are, in fact, staying home. But don't you worry. We've got a great show for you prepared tonight. Shaka Smart will, of course, join the show a little bit later. We've also got Megan Duffy head basketball coach of the women's team at Marquette. She's going to join the show, let us know what's going on with the Golden Eagles on that side as well. Doing big things over at the Al Megan Duffy's squad. So great to be able to celebrate all things Marquette basketball. And, of course, if you are looking for an exciting night out, not tonight, but some other night maybe, Check out Dave & Buster's where you can enjoy happy hour specials, the wow wall, and the all-new Million Dollar Midway. It is great. They are a fantastic host for our show every single week that we are typically out there. So you should also eat, drink, play, watch sports at Dave & Buster's. What an exciting time it is to be a part of the Golden Eagles family, everybody. Quick check of those standings. Hold on. Let me clickety-click over to the Big East standings. 13-3 in league play, 21-6 overall. Yep. Not a misprint. Marquette basketball all alone atop those Big East standings. And that, of course, after a huge win over Xavier at Fiserv Forum last night. We are going to talk to Shaka Smart about the environment there, the crowd there. He always talks about how the fans are a domino for the program. And that was no different as they got the one-point win, 69-68 the final. And look... This game was not pretty early on, right? 19-6, I believe, was the score with just under nine minutes to play. So the resilience of this Golden Eagles team is something to be very excited about. The bounce back, it was respectable at halftime. And then, of course, having to fight and claw the defense that this team showed down the stretch. So impressive. And then, of course, the big plays that we all will remember. The ones that got me up off my couch, got the fans up off of their seats at Pfizer Forum or wherever you may have been enjoying the Marquette victory. Omax Prosper with the tip-in with 1.6 seconds left. Prosper had seven points all in the last five minutes. So there's an example of taking advantage of a situation, making sure that in the crunch time moments of a game, you are helping your team in every single way possible. Tyler Kolick scored 15 in that one. Oso Iguodaro added 14 as well. But Marquette got 17 points and a career-high six steals from Stevie Mitchell, who said after the game, guys, they were super fired up headed into this one given what had happened last time these two teams Marquette and Xavier faced off and look do you want it to be a close game like that well you understand that that's going to happen it's Big East basketball it's physical these are good teams you knew that Xavier was going to give Marquette all it could handle 
and you appreciate that experience, right? Putting in a comeback, hard-fought win into your toolbox, having that to draw upon later on when a similar situation might crop up as you are playing some of those must-win games, those winner-go-home games, those tournament games down the stretch as we look forward to those for Marquette basketball. So lots to get to as we continue on this show, the Marquette Basketball Hour. We are going to get to Shaka Smart in just a few moments, but I can't help but just harp on the fact that it is an exciting time to be a part of the Marquette basketball family and just how now you're starting to see people wearing the gear, talking about the team. I got friends that come over and the first thing they want to talk about, not any of the other squads that are you know doing their thing in the Milwaukee or southeastern Wisconsin area. No, they want to talk about Marquette basketball. What's happening with this guy? What do you think about this matchup? And it is so cool to be representing and be a part of this Marquette basketball family. So we are going to take a quick break here on the Marquette Basketball Hour. Marquette Thursdays, typically at Dave & Buster's. We are all at home tonight. But Chaka Smart is going to give us a call very soon. And we will break down all things Marquette basketball right after this. Back here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays, typically at Dave & Buster's. Tonight we are all home because of the squall, but that doesn't mean we still don't support our friends over at Dave & Buster's. And Marquette Athletics appreciates all the local businesses that support the program. At this time, we'd like to highlight our champion-level partners, Advocate Aurora Sports Health, Pepsi, Meyer, and Wintrust. Thank you so much for your generous support. We are Marquette. If you haven't been paying attention to the Marquette basketball team, they have been demanding your attention lately. First place in the Big East, the best league start since 2011-2012, when the team also started 13-3. and And for the first time in Big East play, Marquette has now beat each league team at least once. We are so pleased to be joined now on the Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays, by head coach Shaka Smart. Coach, great to be chatting with you. Sorry we can't do it in person tonight, but, you know, the weather being what it is, still good to have you on the line. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Good to be on with you, Jen. So listen, we got to start with the environment that y'all were playing in last night. You always talk about how the crowd can be a domino. Obviously, one of the things that is very important to the success of your program. How did the crowd at Pfizer Forum, because it feels like they have just been taking ownership of that home floor, that home arena environment this year. How did that help this team, especially early on when y'all were struggling to get the baskets to fall? The crowd was huge. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't trade our fans and our crowd for anyone in the country. They've been phenomenal all year. But it felt like last night uh, with how the game started, it was a uh, you know a bit of a struggle for a while there, defensive struggle for both teams. And, you know, particularly we were having a hard time scoring. Um, the fans really took it upon themselves to step forward and say, you know, we need to really give energy to these guys, which – is is pretty amazing and it shows the the synergy that we have here at Marquette because our theme for the game was domino and we felt like it was a game where we really needed a lot of positive dominoes in order to go win the game and the way the fans gave us a lift in the first half was huge in that way. One of the things I heard you talk about after the game in your post-game press conference after the win over Xavier is that you could tell in shoot-around that maybe there was some 
big game, first place on the line vibes. Your eyes got big as you were sitting there in front of the microphone. What did you mean about that? You and I have talked so often this season about avoidance goals versus approach goals. What is it like? Was the team tight? Was it nerves? Like, how does that feel? And what are you seeing from them where you just know maybe it's starting to get to them a little bit? I can tell you what it means, Jen, but to be honest, if you've never played or coached, probably even played in that type of game, then the words don't really do it justice. Um, But, you know, it's one of those situations where there's a lot on the line. Uh, You you, you really, really want to create a certain result. You know that that result is not 100% under your control. You're part of a team with a complex, um, you know, network of, of different players, coaches. Um, they're all working together to create a, a common result. Um, but, again, you know that the other team feels the very same way and also has good players and, you know, also has a level of desperation. So, you know, I think one thing people probably can relate to is if there's something in life that you really, really want and you know that even if you do things exactly the right way, it doesn't guarantee you're going to get it, um, you know, that can create some nerves and some anxiety. Shaka Smart hanging out with me, Jen Latta here on Marquette Basketball, Marquette Thursdays, usually at Dave & Buster's, but we are all homebound this evening because of the weather. So one of the things that I noticed was that, and look, we know that this team is a really good three-pointing team. I believe, actually, that y'all were leading the Big East headed into the week. Did not have a great three-point shooting night. Five for 22, a 22.7% night. And I know that we have talked about your shot selection and where you want your guys taking shots from. One, what happened with the three-point shot? Is that one of those things that just sometimes happens where everybody's struggling with their shot? And two, what is your mentality as a coach when that shot isn't falling and so much of your offense is based on that success? Well, what happened is we, we missed some shots. Um, again, if, if you um, you know watch enough basketball, you know that the three-point shot is a is a very volatile statistic. Um, even the best shooting teams can go from shooting in the high 40s or even over 50 percent in a game. Uh, believe we made 15 threes against Georgetown, um, and then they can go to, you know, a game where they don't shoot the ball as well. So, um, you know, it's very, very normal. Uh, our best three-point shooters on our team, Cam Jones and David Joplin, um, I don't know the stats in front, of, but I think those guys combined for about two for 13 from three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that, that happens. And so the answer to your second question is, the number one antidote for that, and the only reason we had any chance to win, is we went and got 15 shots back. We had 15 offensive rebounds. So if you're having a tough shooting night, the only chance you got is if you can go offensive rebound and put some of them back. 
Well, I love that you bring up rebounding because it was another thing that stood out, obviously, during the game and on the box score. That's been an area that people talk about for this Marquette team that was needing improvement. And I believe when you all met Xavier the first time, they won the battle of the boards. You said in your post-game press conference last night, we're not even close in this game if we don't offensive rebound, if we don't get those offensive rebounds. And to your point, you said you had 15. How much emphasis did you and your staff place on that as an area that could be the difference in this game? We place emphasis on it every game, Jeff. Every single game. I mean, you would probably get pretty bored listening to our points of emphasis because they're very similar going into every game. I know Seals has got to be one of them as well, right? Because you all talk about deflection, so... That seemed like another area where this is a team that really prides itself on taking the ball away. I think you guys lead the Big East in that statistical category as well. Xavier ended up turning the ball over a lot. So just talk me through kind of the energy, the ups and downs of the energy with this squad and and the way that they went and took that win last night. I thought our guys brought great energy really throughout the game. Um, I thought our defensive um, you know, effort was terrific. You know, we, we like a lot of teams, we, we were not perfect. We had some breakdowns. And Xavier, they deserve a ton of credit. I mean, they, they came in like a team coming off of a loss. They had lost to Butler in their last game with a level of desperation, understanding what was on the line. You know, their starting lineup, they got four guys, I believe, in their fifth year of college and one college junior. And so he's had an older uh, grizzled veterans out there. Um, but our guys, man, did a great job kind of standing up to them. And, you know, just as importantly, I thought the energy that they gave each other in terms of the dominoes that we all committed to the day before and then recommitted to before the game, uh, was, that was a pivotal difference in the game. In terms of steals, turnovers, we never really go into a game trying to force a certain number of turnovers because – Again, that's not completely under our control. But what we do do is try to go into the game really disrupting the other team. Uh, as you know, our deflection goal is 32. Uh, we had 39 last night, and we needed every one of them. Uh, obviously, down the stretch, being down three with them having a ball, 40 seconds left, we needed to create some turnovers, and we did. Talking with Shaka Smart here on the Marquette Basketball Hour on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. And one of the storylines that I loved after the game last night was about Stevie Mitchell and how he was looking for you to call that timeout, but you let the guys play. And you gave such a great answer last night in your postgame press conference. Relay that for us. Why in that moment? And again, you guys are building trust every single day as you work together and you knew they could handle it. So tell me how that all kind of manifested and why that is such a, a great moment and a great reflection of what you've been doing with this program. Well, you know, it's it's a kind of a tough decision in that moment of, you know, do you want to set up a play call um, where you have the ball in the specific hands of exactly who you want? You guys, you have guys where you want them on the floor, or do you want to let the guys attack before the defense is set and? You know, just kind of see what happens. And we live in this world, Jen, of resulting, uh, which pretty much says whatever the result was, let's judge the process based on that. Um, so if it worked, wow, what a great 
idea to not call timeout. If it didn't work and, you know, we didn't score, Omax didn't tip the ball in, why the heck didn't you call up, call a timeout and set something up? And the reality is, you know, the, the answer of what to do, um, you know, there is no exact answer and it could go different in different situations. But I felt like I liked the guys – if it if it makes sense, I liked the energy and the look they had immediately upon us getting scored upon. Um, you know, they 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 had an answer back look on their face, which is our our terminology for if we get scored on, we want to go right back at them. And they pushed the ball, and you know, the ball is in Cam Jones's hands. He's, I think, one of the best offensive players in the conference, and so I felt good about it. Xavier did a great job making a miss. But Omax did an even better job going tipping the ball in. I was going to ask Chase Ross, who was going to join us this evening on the Marquette Basketball Hour, uh, about the domino because you had a domino there in the postgame press conference and you were holding it up and you said that you had everybody write something on the back of a domino. I know that this is a huge thing for this program. So what was your hope by doing that exercise? What were you hoping that that would accomplish for this team? Just getting the guys focused on being a positive domino for each other and affecting uh, one another in, in, in the right way. You know, I feel like anytime you get into a game where people feel like it's a big moment or a big game, I think that the more you can focus on the guys around you and trying to impact them positively, it allows you a little bit to take your mind off of some of the nerves and, and anxiety created by it being a quote-unquote big game. Do you want to tell us what you wrote on your domino? Yes, I said that I was going to lead the team in encouragements. And did you, Coach? I can't tell you for sure, Jen. I, I, uh, <laughs> we didn't really have a tracker of that. But, That's not uh, a stat that you're out there tracking. I got gotcha. you. But I did my best. So as I was mentioning at the beginning of the, at the top of the hour, the beginning of the show, it's such an exciting time to be a part of Marquette basketball. The team is doing so well. And obviously you guys are in this growth mindset. How can we improve tomorrow on what we did today? What are the challenges? And you and I have talked about this a little bit, but as the team continues to have success, continues to get national attention, continues to be high up there in the rankings, what are the challenges that come with winning, having success, being ranked that you and your staff and your players have to manage? The challenges are almost everyone outside of our program prioritizing results, past and future over what we prioritize, which is growth and our process and the present. So that, that's the biggest challenge, and not that anyone is not well-meaning because I think uh, anyone that we're talking about means really, really well. And, and, again, we love the excitement around what we're doing, but you're talking about two different points of focus, um, whether you are on the inside of what we're doing on a day like tomorrow when we practice or if you're not. 
That makes sense. And so, so obviously, you know, most of the fans and people even associated with the program are all looking at the numbers and looking at the rankings and saying, like you, like you said, getting excited about this team. But so let's talk about the win last night and what you guys take from that. How does that win, other than obviously keeping you atop the Big East standings, how does that get you one step closer to your ultimate goal this season? Maybe it's from a belief standpoint. Maybe it's from a buy-in standpoint. Maybe it's an, an experience standpoint. But how does that win and the way it played out gets you guys one step closer where you want to be? Well, I think winning, the result of winning uh, does give you some level of validation of your process. So, so that is one way that, that winning last night helps. And, and again, it's interesting. It's such a fickle world because we played the exact same game and let's say that tip-in doesn't go in, or let's say even Jack Nungy catches the ball, whirls around, and throws in a miracle three, and they beat us, um, then you don't win. And things feel very, very different, even though you played the almost exact same game. Um, but I think the other thing to take out of last night's win in particular is it was a very close game. We trailed for two-thirds of the game. Um, it was a game where we had offensive struggles, including our best score going two for 14, our team shooting a season low three-point percentage, our team shooting a season low um, on shot percentage of shot, the percentage, field goal percentage of the shots around the basket. I mean, those things there typically are a recipe for losing. But for our guys to hang in there and find a way to win, whether it was through two steals late in the game, offensive rebounding, dominoes, all the things that you know we, we try to get our guys to do, um, again, that's really, really powerful validation. And it's a great experience for these guys to have in their pocket the next time they're in a tough game. Talking with Shaka Smart here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, and we are talking about the first place Marquette basketball team. I know that you guys are continue to talk about growth, but I want to go backwards a little bit and just talk about an experience or an interaction that you had before an earlier game this season. We didn't get a chance to talk to you guys after the Butler game, but I loved this story about an interaction you had with Butler head coach Thad Mata. What did he say to you about your Marquette squad before you guys even started that game? How do you know about what we talked about, Jen? Do you have, like, <laughs> private microphones or something? No, I get notes. I get notes about the team and things that are, you know, that are going on. And this was a great story. And I think the Marquette, Marquette audience would love to hear what Thad Mata said about your team. He just – I believe what you're referring to is he – commented on the fact that our guys really seemed to like each other and get along well on the court. And, you know, they just have fun playing together. What did that mean to you, coach? Cause it feels like that is a big goal of yours to make sure this team is connected and, and everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction. So what did it mean to have another coach recognize that? Well, I mean, Thad Mata coached in a national championship game. So he, he's, He's a heck of a coach, but honestly, I mean, I think everyone that's watched our team over the course of this year can see what Thad Mata saw. Um, and now we don't take that for granted that that's just a given. Like, 
we have to bring that and create that every single day in our practice environment and then on the court in games. And we've got to scrub away all the mental clutter, all the rat poison, uh, all the things that can get in the way of that. Um, but I, I, I think that's probably the most obvious thing about our team when you watch us, even if you really don't know much about the X's and O's of basketball, is that our guys enjoy each other and playing together. And in your experience, as you've told us, you feel like that can pay big dividends, that just that connectivity can make a huge difference when it comes to the success, the success that everybody else is measuring, of course, of a basketball team, right? Not only that, and it's just more enjoyable, too. (laughs) It's just more fun if you like each other. (laughs) I think anybody who's been on a team or works with a team absolutely understands that sentiment. I want to go back again to the UConn game. I know it wasn't the outcome that everybody wanted, but we're talking about what you can take from each experience and how you can put that into your toolbox for something that may happen down the road. What did you and your squad learn from the game against UConn? Well, we better be at our best when we go on the road in a hostile environment against a high-level team uh, that's desperate to win. And we were about a half step off, I think, on a lot of plays in that game. And the end result showed that. Coach, how is the team handling this bye week? Uh, it feels like an, another good break before the final few weeks of the season. So how is this week different than weeks when you guys may have other games tucked in there? There's, the rest of the Big East will still be in action, but it feels like you guys get this mini break. How do you approach that? It's really just one extra off day um, and one extra practice. So, you know, we, we took today off, which normally we would, Um, from practice, every one of our guys was still in the gym, still in the weight room, still in the training room. And I just give our guys a lot of credit for the seriousness and their commitment to the routine that they have, even on an off day. Um, And then we'll practice tomorrow. And the great thing about tomorrow's practice is because we don't play over the weekend, we can dedicate 1,000% of our attention on Marquette. And we'll spend a lot of time on what we call the cultural side of what we do, which is how we act, interact, and respond. Spend a lot of time talking about that. We'll reflect back on things that we took out of the Xavier game. Um, And then we'll, we'll get better on the court. And then we'll be off again on Saturday. And that's that extra off day that is, Nice for the guys to have this time of year because it's so rare. We do have a, get some guys that are just dealing with some typical February bumps and bruises. So that, that, that it's just good for them to have. And then Sunday and Monday we have typical uh, two days before and day before prep days going into the Creighton game. Head coach Shaka Smart joining us here on the Marquette Basketball Hour. I'm glad that you mentioned kind of a cultural emphasis over the next week or so because I have been paging through the culture doc for Marquette Basketball. It's such an impressive compilation of ideas and, and obviously things that are very important to your squad, to your program. And one of the things that I should have asked you about earlier, but it just kind of slipped my mind, was this idea of, and I hope I pronounce this correctly, Coach, so please forgive me if I don't, but is it Ubuntu? Is that how you pronounce the word? Yes. 
Pretty good. Pretty good pronunciation by you. Thank you so much. Where did Ubuntu come from? Like, where did this idea come from? Why is it something you wanted to include in your Marquette basketball culture, Doc? Well, I actually first learned about it from Doc Rivers. Um, Marquette grad, Doc, uh, Doc Rivers. Marquette great, Doc Rivers. Uh, he used it with his Boston Celtics team that won a world championship in 2008. And Ubuntu is a, is a term that comes from Southern Africa, uh, which is also where my first name comes from. And it's a, it's a very, very popular and commonly used term there um, and was made popular or more popular worldwide by Nelson Mandela. And basically the concept of Ubuntu, and I, this is a simplification, but the main concept is People are people through other people. And so what it means is, you know, Stevie Mitchell is Stevie Mitchell through Tyler Kolick and also Iguodaro and Cam Jones and Omax Prosper and the rest of his teammates. If not for those guys, each of us wouldn't be the same. Like we, would, we wouldn't be what we want to be. So to be all that you can be as a person, you literally need the other people around you. Well, that fits in so well with everything that you have told us about the connectivity and the importance of kind of leaning on each other, guys knowing their roles, and this continue, continued growth mindset we are seeing with this Marquette basketball team that is having a world of success this year on the court. Coach Smart, we appreciate you hanging out with us e this evening. So sorry we didn't get to see you at Dave & Buster's, but have a great week, and we will continue to be cheering for those Golden Eagles down the stretch here. Thank you, Jen. You have a great week, too. And uh, everybody be safe in this winter wonderland out there. And um, thank you for everyone, just everyone that, that made our environment so special and gave us such a lift last night. He's Shaka Smart hanging out with us here on the Marquette Basketball Hour on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. All right, we'll take a break on the show, but don't go anywhere because we have a very special guest joining us this evening. Head coach of the women's basketball team, Megan Duffy, going to join the program right after this. Stick around. Welcome back to the Marquette Basketball Hour. Marquette Thursdays here on 94.5 ESPN and the Learfield Network. Only two games remain in Marquette's home schedule this season. Do not miss your chance to cheer on your first place Golden Eagles as they battle for a Big East championship. Go visit GoMarquette.com backslash tickets to get your seats before they are gone. We are Marquette. Of course, you can also pick up some tickets to the women's basketball games and what Megan Duffy and her squad have been doing this year has been fantastic as well. Really making a lot of noise over the last few weeks. They got a victory over fourth-ranked UConn and then, of course, got a one-point win over St. John's. I believe that game was last night. So pleased to be joined now by Megan Duffy, head coach of the women's Marquette basketball team. Megan, how are you doing this evening? And, and I assume you're at home as well because of the winter weather we've got going on here in southeastern Wisconsin. Well, good evening, Jen. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm hunkered in. I can still hear the, the snow and ice a little bit and um, taking a break from the film tonight to talk to you. 
you can't even get food delivered tonight. I tried to get food delivered for my kids, and they were like, we're not driving stuff to you. So I had to throw on my snow boots and go out and pick up dinner for everybody before I sat down to do the Marquette basketball hour. But it all worked out, and it does feel like, Megan, things are working out for your program this season as well. What has been the key to the success that you guys have had, especially in the last week or so, winning these big games when, when you know, especially, you know, obviously the UConn game was huge for you guys, but another impressive comeback performance, clawing back into that win last night over St. John's. I think at this time of the year, we're just trying to, to keep the momentum going in the right direction and probably a lot of stress for Marquette basketball fans last night, right? With uh, two close wins on the men's side and our side, but um, you know, coach alluded to it earlier. You're, you're just trying to keep both focused on the task at hand. I know it's kind of coach speak sometimes, but keeping everybody um, in line, disciplined and um, trying to improve. And, you know, we had an incredible, really historic win for, for our women's program beating UConn last week. And um, it had been 30 years since they had, um, you know, lost back-to-back games. And we were all kind of joking about, man, what were we doing 30 years ago? <laughs> so just a just a, a great night for our program. And then you're trying to at the same time get your get your players back settled down and um, understand how important this time of year is. And you can win a big game against UConn, and the next one you can slip up. So just staying consistent and focused on uh, what's going on. But I like where our team's at. Um, we're in pretty good position, um, you know, as we as we finish up these last couple weeks. Joined by Megan Duffy, head coach of the women's basketball team at Marquette University. And I have a note here that says that those were the two highest ranked wins in program history, referencing the win over UConn that you mentioned. And earlier this season, when you guys beat Texas, I remember seeing all of the news flashes about that and that just being a fantastic environment. Uh, People really excited about what y'all were doing. When the UConn game goes final and you guys have the victory, I'm sure your phone was blowing up, Megan. Who was the biggest surprise or star that reached out to you to say, like, hey, hell of a job? Well, I, I think um, Gino uh, sent me a text later on that night and just, um, you know, your opposing coach when kind of things settled down. And obviously he's a Hall of Fame coach. Everybody knows who he is and what he's done with, you know, the, the most famous and historic program in women's college basketball history. And to hear from him, just congratulate our team and our preparation was nice. But it was fun just to hear from my former college coach and, you know, just, just the whole Marquette community who has have been watching and supporting and, um, you know, was, was pretty memorable. And then I think as a coach, just to see your players, just the pure joy, I think there was also that little bit of shock of did we do that? Um, we always wanted to, we always thought we could, but, you know, just to see them throwing water on each other and, you know, going around, um, our building with our fans and the kids that come and support and just a high five, um, victory lap. We always take after a win. I I think those are the now visual memories that are ingrained in me after that night. You get a couple of big wins like that, and all of a sudden people are, you know, all of a sudden taking you a little bit more seriously, <laughs> if we're being honest, right? They sit there and go, whoa, whoa, this is a team that looks like they can match up with anybody. They can knock anybody off on any given night. What's the message to your team? I'm sure you, like Shaka, are continuing to try to grow towards the end of the year. Your team currently tied for fourth in the league, and I know you got some big games ahead of you. And you guys, I believe, last check, projected to make the tournament. So right now you're a tournament team. So what is the, what is the <laughs> message? to the team right now when you get a couple of those big wins a few big wins in your pocket in order to use those to to get the team you know to go forward what do you how do you use those to get you to your ultimate goal 
Well, I think we're trying to be the same every day, and I think that's one thing that has been a good thing and, and a little bit of a struggle with our team is, is consistency. We've had some big wins on the season, and we've had some adversity with you know a few injuries. There's a lot of things that happen in a college basketball season that people just look at kind of the final score and they go, okay, win or loss. But there's so many things that have been um, challenging, you know, for our team, and so just to keep them, you know, not getting too high or too low about about a lot of things right now. And I know one of our core values here on the women's side is is just relentless growth and just be relentless with trying to be a better teammate, you know, execute the game plan, whether it's, you know, um, getting in the gym a little bit more at this time of year, staying healthy, fueling the right way. I mean, we had a quick little workout today after our game last night, and I was like, get home, get studying, you know, fuel up, stay out of this weather, and and just stay focused on on the things that are most important. And, you know, we're led by some some seniors that have really been just taking charge on on that messaging. And when it when it comes, you know, from the coach down to the to the kids, then and they're they're speaking the message and um, trying to live it every day, um, we feel confident going into the stretch of the season. A couple of those seniors are Chloe Murata and Jordan King, and I know that they made huge strides from last season to this season. Where did you see the biggest jump in each of their respective performances in each of their respective games? Well, both women and Chloe and Jordan have played a ton of minutes for us. I mean, Jordan King was our starting point guard from the day she walked on campus and has just incrementally improved. Um, she's been such a selfless individual being a playmaker for our team. And now as she's gotten older, it's like, okay, we need you to score a little bit more. She's always had the capabilities to do it. Um, but seeing her now, we lost two of our, our top uh, scores from last year. And, and she knew kind of in this off season, she'd have to take a big jump. And, and the good thing about her game is she's a three-level scorer. Um, she can she can contribute in so many different ways. But it was teaching her on that bigger scene now when there's a little bit more pressure on you to perform every night to do it. So it's been incredible to watch her, just her maturation, her confidence. Um, she's always been one of the most steady kids I've ever coached, and that has been just some, just an amazing ingredient when she now has a little more pressure on her shoulders to, to score and, and get other people the ball. And then Chloe Murata, if you know the Murata name from the past, just an incredible story. Again, somebody that we always called her the utility player, um, you know, didn't play much her freshman year, kind of hung in there in a in a world now that it's instant gratification and people are transferring and there's the portal. Um, she's the epitome of loving the school she came from. Um, it's completely selfless to her teammates, always trying to get better. And we knew she had to step up a little bit more offensively, but what she has done to put um, this team on her back on the road when we're in tough situations. I mean, she was, she was almost, if, if not the best player on the floor when we played UConn last week and just plays with so much joy. And anybody who has a chance to come out and see us, you know, towards the latter end of the season, just seeing how hard she plays, um, how much joy she plays with for this game is, is what's right in college basketball. Talking to Megan Duffy, head coach of the Marquette women's basketball team. So, okay, let's talk about the Providence game last night because you guys started strong, <laughs> and it always feels like you're in a good position then, right? But we know that college basketball can be a game of runs, and that's exactly what happened. You guys saw your lead shrink as they clawed back into the game. So then it's like a one-point game late. Just tell, take me through the emotions. We all love sports because of the roller coaster ride that it takes us on, although I will argue that if Marquette across the board could just take a little bit of a break, on my heart and on my blood pressure this season <laughs> that would be much appreciated so just take me through like when you're in that situation and you're watching your lead just shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink how do you keep panic from setting in absolutely i mean i was hoping you were going to ask me about the, the little bit of the meltdown we had last night we, we haven't gone through that a ton this year where we were up big i mean we got up to 
we were up 20. We came out really well. You know, coming off the UConn win, you always worry about letdown. And, you know, are we ready to play? It's a Wednesday night, you know, winter in, in Providence, Rhode Island, right? Um, and we came out really well. We were sharing the ball. Scoring looked good. Um, we've always, you know, been a team that prides ourselves on our defense and our rebounds. Everything, you know, was was feeling pretty good, looking pretty good, and then the tides turn, right? The thing you said is sports. That's why you play the game for 40 minutes, and you could just feel the momentum. Providence had nothing to lose. I mean, it felt like they were throwing every shot in they could, and, you know, it just, it just started chipping away and chipping away. We got in a little bit of foul trouble. And then I, I think just the messaging in our huddles, and that's when we talk about our senior leadership and, you know, our, our staff's voice down through our, through our women of just, hey, we're, we feel like we're the better team. We got to kind of, you know, get back to the small things, not think about what if you were going to lose the game. It's totally the task at hand. And, um, you know, we had a couple things go our way, thankfully. Um, and then Jordan King was Jordan King, and she stepped up kind of on a broken play that we drew up. Um, she she felt the shot clock and the game clock. There was just a couple second differential. Um, she turned and, and banged a three late. Um, we got one more defensive stop, and and that was at the end. And and obviously there was a little bit of relief. Um, but again, at this point in the year in February, when you're a couple weeks out, it doesn't matter what the score is. And then it was pretty funny because we were. Um, you know, kind of checking scores after the game, and then we saw what the men had done and how close their what theirs was, and Oso's tipping. So, just the energy of both programs. We're all trying to support each other. Um, we know how hard it is right now, but um, yeah, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I feel like in in one in one evening for sure. And that's why we love sports. Megan, where can people watch your team next? I think I'm looking here at the schedule. You guys are at the Al McGuire Center this weekend. So uh, you're taking on St. John's. I think I said St. John's earlier when I was referring to last night's game. Just a little bit of a brain fart there by me. I know you guys played them earlier this season. So you know you you know what they can do. How do you guys need to go come out in that game to turn around the result of that matchup? Well, first off, we, we want a great crowd on Saturday, 2 p.m. in the Al McGuire Center. We have an awesome building, um, great family-friendly environment, cheap tickets. Um, we, we've had some amazing crowds that has kind of, you know, spurred us on and, and allowed us to play with just a different kind of tenacity to ourselves. So um, 2 p.m., we're going to have to be a little better than we were out in uh, Jamaica earlier in the year. Um, they're very explosive. They got one of the best guards in our league um, that we'll have to do a great job defending um, and then after that, we uh, we host Creighton Wednesday night um, at home again. So a couple different opportunities to um, to come watch us play. And then our final game, the end of February, um, will be senior night where we get to honor Chloe Murata one last time. And um, always uh, will be fun because we play our rivals in DePaul. So three great opportunities um, to keep playing some great basketball and, and get some fans out to support us. Yeah, four games left on the regular season schedule, and then it's the Big East Tournament starting on March 3rd. Just unbelievable. Hey, we really appreciate you hanging out with us this evening on the Marquette Basketball Hour. Absolutely. Go out and support the women's basketball team. Get out to the Al McGuire Center. Three more chances during the regular season to support what these women are doing on the hardwood. Megan, we appreciate you. Have a great night. Thanks, Jen. You take care. So great to chat with Megan about what the women's basketball team is doing, especially after coming off of a big last-second win by her ladies where they were able to have a fantastic defensive stance down the stretch to secure the victory. Save your place in line for the best seats to Marquette basketball next season with a 23-24 season ticket deposit. You can email athletics at marquette.edu for more information before March 4th to be entered to win a signed Shaka Smart 
basketball. That's athletics at marquette.edu to go ahead and put a deposit down on season tickets for next year's Marquette basketball season. We will take a break. Get your Big East standings and league highlights right after this when we return on the Marquette Basketball Hour. Fans, this season, Marquette three-pointers mean so much more than points on the scoreboard. For each three-pointer made, Milwaukee-based Right Height will donate $10 to All in Milwaukee all season long. So far, checking the stats, 239 three-pointers by the Marquette Golden Eagles. Welcome back into Marquette Thursdays here on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee and the Learfield Network. Let's take a look at those Big E standings brought to you by Wintrust, Wisconsin's bank. And looky, looky here, Marquette atop, alone atop the Big East Conference standings with that 13-3 and conference record, 21-6 and overall. And those two wins that they've had in a row, well, that has put some separation between them and the crowd of teams right behind them in the Big East standings, Providence. Xavier, Creighton, all sitting at 11-4 and four in Big East action and obviously trying to catch Marquette over these last few weeks of the regular season. Then Seton Hall, UConn, Villanova, St. John's, Butler, DePaul, and Georgetown pulling up the rear. Poor Georgetown, man. What a tough season they are having. 1-15 in conference play. They have lost six in a row. DePaul has lost seven in a row. Nice to be the team on top for a change in the Big East. We got to take a break here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, but we roll on and wrap up the show right after this. Only four games remain on the Marquette Basketball regular season schedule. Up next, Creighton on Tuesday. A win there should, and I know Shaka Smart doesn't like the word should, but should win the Big East regular season title. Then you've got the DePaul game at Pfizer Forum. That's the gold out game, followed by Butler on the road the following Tuesday. And then Senior Night versus St. John's March 4th at Pfizer Forum. And I'm telling you guys, Shaka Smart has been getting an awful lot of attention as a potential coach of the year list guy. So keep an eye on that. Let's see if Shaka Smart can land himself on a coach of the year list. Maybe even, I don't know, win the whole dang thing. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Marquette Thursday's Marquette Basketball Hour on 94.5 ESPN and the Learfield Network. I'm Jen Latta. Thanks for hanging out with us. Show's back next week. Hopefully we're back at Dave & Buster's for the Marquette Basketball Hour. We'll see ya.